What is going on, guys? My name is Evan Harrington. To my right here, uh, I am with Joel Frazee for episode four of the Wings with Blue Cheese podcast. We have a lot to get into this this week. Last week, we talked about our top 10 centers. This week, we're going to get into our top 10 left wingers. We're also going to get into a little bit of uh, Bill's news today, something we haven't really delved into too much throughout the podcast. And also later in the episode, we have um, a little guessing game with yeah. Joel Frazee. He's going to guess... Uh, you know, some of the top valued contracts in the mm. NHL. But first of all, Joel, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Um, things are well. Uh, the weather's been really nice here the past week or so. Um, I got to spend some time out on uh, out on the boat this weekend. It was really nice. Um, we had a lot of fun and uh, just enjoying this, these last uh, these last couple uh, last couple weeks of July here. Uh, my birthday's tomorrow, so that'll be fun. And then um yeah. Other than that, things are, things are going pretty smooth. Uh, hockey's finally starting to skate again. Cause, um, when you're on the, um, when you're on the pro schedule now, it's, it's a little bit different. Like, cause the, uh, for college, like the past couple of years, I've been, I've had a leave in like early to mid August, right. To go to, to go to school. But now that like, I'm not doing school anymore. I graduated. I don't have to, I don't have to report until October. Um, so I don't, uh, now we start skating a little bit later, um, and, you know, really starting to hit it hard with training and all that. So that's kind of what's been up with me, uh, Ev, other than the, uh, other than the unfortunate news we'll get to with the bills. How's it going, buddy? I mean, I'm doing pretty all right myself. I mean, we'll get into a little bit of the, you know, the, the news with the bills and I kind of got a similar yeah injury i guess kind of just very less lesser extent <laughs> the naive minds uh, we'll get into a very lesser extent injury um now basically long story short we'll get into it i banged up my knee a little bit um oh, but yeah. i'm gonna go get that checked out and i'll be be certain for what it is but that's really all, all that's right. new for me i i saw oppenheimer too anyone who's listening go watch that while it's still yeah. years whether you're, you're listening to this or not um killian murphy and um robert downey jr played very good roles in that movie Nice. Yeah, must watch, must watch while it's still there. Um, yeah, so I guess while we're on the topic of it, you mentioned yeah. um, the news. I guess let's get into the news uh, sure. revolving Buffalo Bills running back slash return man, Naheem Hines. Backstory yeah. on Naheem Hines for anyone who doesn't know, Hines as well as others. Um, Hines was brought in last year at the deadline uh, via trade with the Colts, brought in um, – and his most known moment, his most remembered moment um, with the Buffalo Bills so far in short tenure here was his big game uh, late in the season against the New England Patriots and his two return touchdowns that inevitably set up the Bills to win um, against the New England Patriots later in the regular season, giving them a shot at, uh, you know, obtaining the one seed um, or trying to obtain the one seed. So Naheem Hines, uh, coming into the season, uh, was slotted as the Bills' RB3 uh, in most people's eyes on the depth chart, but also as the main return specialist, punt and kick. Um, So he wasn't going to see the offensive side of the field a ton. He would be in there for certain packages, third down, if you throw on the slot. Very versatile player that Ken Dorsey could use to play with. Um, but he was mainly used for return. But the news I want to get into with Hines is Hines suffered a significant knee injury off-site and is expected to miss the entire 2023 season. This is what sources sources told 
um, Tom Palacero and uh, Ian Rappaport earlier today. And what happened with Hines is very tragic uh, and very shocking. Um, as we know, Hines is all okay. Um, nothing life-threatening happened from the altercation I'm about to mention, but he he will be out for the uh, 2023 season, 2023-24 season. Um, Hines was struck sitting stationary on a jet ski uh, by another rider and sustained, sustained serious but non, uh, non-life-threatening injuries. Um, Hines will require surgery and will miss the entire 2023 season, just like I mentioned a second ago. And This was all reported by Tom Pelissero and others reporting on it um within the last few hours um just joel um initial reactions thoughts to this uh situation well obviously it sucks i mean so then the number one thing that i saw right away is that it's he's 26 um so uh this is just an absolute dagger and as a soon to be 25 year old like that it's physically yeah it's terrible mentally this has to completely exhaust him um you, you feel terrible it, it's an off the field incident not that an on the field incident's any better but you know it, when it when it's when it happens away from the field and you're relaxing and you're he's you know he's probably just hanging out enjoying his summer right it's july it's like one of the two months that they get where they can kind of do what they want right as an nfl player um obviously he's looking forward to the season he had a great end to the season last year with the Bills, with his new team. He's looking forward to it, and something crazy, stupid like this happens while you're out in the water. I, I yeah, I mean, you you start questioning a lot, right? Um, but you know, the the question is, is what do the Bills do from here, right? I mean, because like you said, they were going to kind of use him in special packages, but he was there. You know, if he's your number one punt returner, kick returner, like, I mean, who do you have? You have Shakir, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't really know, you know, it, it puts the bills in a, in a really tough spot now because now they gotta, they gotta fill a spot that they thought they filled and they got a, they got a really good player for If Naheem Hines is your RB three, you're a pretty good team, (laughs) you know, like, um, and obviously we, we all know that the bills are more of a, you know, they, they throw the ball. They're not, you know, it's it's not like they're running back heavy or anything. But the the thing that I think that adds a lot of value to Naheem Hines is his ability to, you know, his his complete game. He can catch too. So you know, as a good receiver, as a good running back, that's a receiver. I, I mean, this this is just it's it's really tragic. So, um, but you know, honestly, at this point, it's it's over. It happened. All you can hope for now is that he recovers the right way. And that, you know, this isn't more serious than it's already, than it already is, or, you know, I mean, like for future and long-term and um, yeah, uh, all you can get back to is, is rehab and, and it just sucks. I mean, it, the fact that it's the fact that they already know it's for the entire year is that's like worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, like, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, part of me, you know, obviously knows that the bills knew about this for a little bit because, um, yeah. They are bringing in they are bringing in former third round pick of the Tennessee Titans, Darrington Evans, um, mm-hmm. for a workout and a tryout um, to just potentially you know fill a void um, within the roster because once one guy goes down, 
that was supposed to potentially make the starter. Guys that are on the back end, whether that's on the practice squad or just as a camp body, they're now pushed up. So that now you need to fill another spot. The Bills had a plan, you know, having five or six running backs on the roster going into training camp. Now they're going to have to add another one because Mike Hines is off the table um, at that point, and they're going to bring in Darrington Evans for a potential workout and tryout. And just you know, staying on topic for this for just a few more minutes. No, yeah. When talking about you know Hines and the role he plays and and what it was supposed to be become, and and now that he can't fulfill that role because obviously the injury is going to send him back for the season. It's uh, who takes his place, right? Uh, what player takes his place? Uh, I can tell you right now from the running back, from the running back standpoint, um, you're going to see a lot more James Cook, right? Yeah. James Cook was coming into this season as the RB one. He's the he's the the, the longest tenured running back in this backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the veteran in this backfield, even though he's only going into his second season. He is the youngest guy out of, you know, most of the running backs we have, but he knows the system the best. He's been here for the longest. He's going in with high expectations. He's going to see an uptick increase in his pass catching role, right? Damian Harris is going to see more touches. Latavius Murray, a guy that's 33 years old, second most active touchdowns by a running back or, you know, rushing touchdowns by a player in the NFL today with just shy of 60. Mm-hmm. He's the 33 year old running back came to the bills free agent wants to win. He had a really, really hard shot of making the roster, but with Hines injury, he's got a yeah. very good shot to make the roster as the RB three now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bills feel comfortable with that adding his veteran presence, but the kick return side of things, right? Yeah. You look at, you you, you mentioned Shakir. I think so. We talked I, about my, we talked about Micah Hyde. He's mm-hmm. a potential guy that they throw back there and they feel comfortable with catching punts at least. Yeah. Um, a player that I want to talk about is Deontay Hardy. Yeah. Um, they brought yeah. in Hardy uh from the Saints uh mm-hmm. as a free agent coming in. Very explosive player, has had his fair share of opportunities as a return specialist, um, kick and punt returning. Um, uh, he's had some fumbles um on the return side of the game, yeah. but at that same time, he's probably the most explosive player that you have on your roster at this point in time. Uh, with Hines not available, and oh. he's probably the guy to get the nod if we were to give the opportunity to someone in-house yeah. the return job. So from that standpoint, you're probably looking at you know Deontay Hardy getting the nod, but man, it, it is just a, a I'll tell you, hey, listen, listen, let's circle back. We'll circle back to this in a few months. We'll see because I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Shakir. Sure. I'm going to stick with him. You stick with Hardy and yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll circle back to it. But I, I think they're both, I think they're both good options. They're just, you know, they're, they're, they're not proven. Right. So yeah. And Hardy you know, a little more than Shakir, but Oh yeah. Well, definitely. Not, I'm just talking nothing. about from the Bills yeah. perspective. Yeah. But the thing is though, is when, um, like the bills are in win now mode. Right. So this is a yeah. big, this is a big blow for them because like they don't want a spot on the roster that is, is in this kind of situation where they're not, where they haven't been proven. They want solid. However, it's sports. These, one of these two guys could be better than Heinz, you know, like you never know what can happen. Um, so you never, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Shakir. I think Hardy's, I think Hardy's a hell of a player though. So, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's, oh, it's going to work yeah. out. I mean, also, also let's throw this into the mix too. Competition usually gets better results. If, yeah. If, no, you for know sure. what I mean? So like, if these two are going at it, then like, who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. So that, uh, that's another interesting point, but either way, Sucks to sucks for the Bills and that, but I mean they also I mean the Athletic wrote that they might you know they could look to 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 sign a special um, a specialist too, um, and so. um, and a specialist that is actually he's a street free agent. Yeah, is a former Buffalo Bills returner, former New York Jets returner, made Pro Bowls, uh, had those honors. Uh, Andre Roberts, he's thirty five okay. years old, okay. but. He's gotten better with age. Like in his sure. early 30s was more of his rem remembered years as a returner. Sure. Andre Roberts, while he was here in Buffalo, very solid player, did mm -hmm. everything the right way. Um, and if the Bills honestly had to bring back Roberts for one final go. That's what I was going to say. Season, one year. One year. One year. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I, I really, unless, because you have the chance to let him go at it in training camp. Yeah. The chance to let him go at it in preseason. You can see yeah. what what is there with him, and if nothing's there with them, then you let him go. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Um, hey, is thirty is thirty five? Is thirty five significantly old for a returner? Can yes and no, that? right? Yes okay. and no. Um, the only reason I say no is because of what. Roberts did you know a year or two ago right what Roberts once was um as a returner you don't need to have the flash like you don't need to have the flashiest speed in your game or anything per se if you can find a way to get upfield and get those extra couple yards get past the 25 yeah. then you could be all right now yeah. being a 35 year old as a returner does not help you at all no. You're already set back. You're going to obviously take I mean, the younger experience. guys. The experience. Yeah. The experience. And I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's one of those things. Again, Roberts is 35 years old. You don't know really where I will personally, we don't know where he's personally at. Um, You know, yeah. you know, physicality wise, health wise, endurance wise, all that stuff at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. But again, that's why you bring him in for the tryout. If he works well, all right, try out. Training camp. How do you work against our guys? All right. You work out against our guys preseason. You get to go against other guys yeah. that are going, you know, 110% guys trying to make NFL rosters. You're going against yeah. proven NFL talent, even though he's been good his whole career. It's where is he at currently at this point in state of his career. So that's really what it would be play. if the Bills wanted to bring in Andre Roberts. Um, it's a very low uh, percentage option, but it's an option. And options are always good to have when you have a player go down. So it just depends um, on how much confidence, right? It depends on how much confidence they have in the two guys that we named. And maybe like you said, even Hyde, if they want to put him back there, even Taiwan Jones could see some touches. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it depends on what they want to do. I mean, I, you would know this more than I would, but you know, do the bills when they have problems like this in the past, do they like to solve them in house or do they immediately go out and look for new options? Well, so here's, here's the thing with the bills, right? If this injury, let's say Naheem Hines gets injured week three, week four, then you're probably going to go to the in-house option, right? Yeah. Just because there's not as many guys left for free agency. It's very, 
it's very hard to just bring a guy off the street and go, hey, man, here's what we'd like to run. Here's what we'd like you to do. Here's how you're going to get acclimated. You got to fly him in from a different part of the country. You got to go through all the basis of bringing a free agent in midseason. Mm-hmm. But since it's still technically the offseason and the Bills don't start training camp, I believe, until tomorrow, they still have a chance to you know, go through that like week of growing pains, even though that yeah. the player coming in is going to be set back a little bit. If you're yeah. bringing in a guy – like Andre Roberts, that's a seasoned veteran per se, the yeah. out of house option. He's been here before. He gets a little bit, even though there's a coaching change, special teams since he's been gone. We do know that he understands it at the NFL level. Um, yeah. So I would say the Bills would bring an out of house competition. Competition, that's the key word competition. They're not bringing a guy out of house to necessarily be the guy, but they're bringing in for competition that could be the guy. But they're probably going to always lean towards the in-house option because oh. if they had someone ranked as their second, say Hardy or Shakira mm-hmm. ranked as their second, their their two A two B, whatever you want to call it, then they would probably feel comfortable going to them if Hines started going down with fumbles or were injury like this case scenario. But yeah, that's really all. Really all it is. Um, but yeah. just one more front on the Hines situation. Yeah. Um, here is his contract. Okay. Uh, for this next season, it's uh, Naheem Hines agreed to re- rework his contract with the Bills for the 2023 season that included $2 million guaranteed. And then he holds a $5.5 million cap charge against 500 k of dead cap for the 2024 season. So um, that's really all it is with, with, with his cap numbers as yeah. of right now. Nothing too crazy, but he is under contract. Sucks, it just sucks because of his age. Like, you know, obviously he, he didn't, you know, he's, he's living all right. I mean, he's still with 2 million, but I mean, it's just, it sucks because of his age. Like this is, this could be a huge year for him. You know, 26 is like right there. I mean, 27, you know, 27 is not, you know, for a yeah, the, year, it the, won't be bad. The either, only but. thing I could benefit with Heinz on this is that people look at the, that the the dead spot for running backs, like the dead zone age of where they start to fall off. And it's normally that 26 to 27 range. Oh, is it? Yes. But okay. that's with running backs that have, you know, a lot of mileage on them. Yeah. Right? 1500 carries, 1400 carries, 1600 carries, yeah. right? You're looking at running backs that over five years are averaging over 300 touches per season. Yeah, Naheem Hines isn't even close to that. I mean, yeah. if I look up right now, Naheem Hines' career touches, it's probably nowhere near a thousand. Yeah. So that's beneficial for him. Yeah. Um, and if he finds a way to come back from this injury, which I hope he does, and everyone in Bills Mafia hopes he does as well, he's got a shot to you know make a comeback for the next season, whether that's with the Bills or with another team. He's still got a shot to do that for himself personally, uh, going throughout his NFL career. Um. So we spent about, you know, the first 20 or so minutes talking about the Buffalo Bills and Naheem Hines, which I very, I, I like this. I like, I like sprinkling yeah. and Bill stuff. And we will with I, training yeah. camp coming up, we're going to yeah. keep talking about the Bills with that coming up. But Joel, the thing I want to get into now yeah, is um, just a little, just a little game show slash segment I came up with yeah. uh, before the show started. I think we'll have some fun with this uh, and, uh, you know, too. everyone. Everyone listening at home or on the road or in the Portageon, wherever you may be, play along with this. Um, 
it's uh guess that contract and what you're probably thinking what do you mean guess that contract what what is this game what could this uh game um you know have to offer it's um oh. the top 10 value contracts in the nfl via dom tell me what this name joel you know him better than i do i think you mean nhl by the way did i say nfl NHL contracts, it's with Dom Luchizen of The Athletic. He put out an article of the top 10 value contracts in the NHL, and he's also got honorable mentions as well. So total will be 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 total contracts, we'll guess. Yeah. And this is all over on The Athletic. Um, I saw this on All Hockey Culture's Instagram um, earlier today, but this article was on the athletic, but so we'll start from 15 to one. The honorable mentions are 15 to 11 and then obviously 10 into one. Um, yeah. I'm going to say the contract. Um, and then, so I actually, you know, I'm not going to say the contract for the honorable mentions, but I'll say the contract for the top tens. I want you to guess the five players, of the, of the, of the honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. And try. I want, yeah. If you want to start with the five players, the honorable mentions, and then we'll get into the contracts for the top ten. Okay. Okay. You want me to go? You I, yeah. You know, I have the list, so it's oh, all yeah, you. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Wait, do you want me to, you want me to like, am I going from a pool here? Like I got no notes in front of yeah. me. Like, I'm just going. No, so here's, here's okay. the contract. Here's all the contract. Right. Okay. I'm gonna give you. I'll, I'll give you the salary yeah, for the honorable mention. I thought you were too. giving it to me. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Oh, bad. That's my fault. No. Seven years, fifty million total. Um. So it'll be an annual average salary of seven point two million. This player okay, in twenty three twenty four will earn seven point seven five while carrying a cap hit of seven point two. Okay. And, and, okay, so that's his contract. How many yep. points does he have? Ooh, I have to look that one up. Okay, so am I am I guessing the player here? Yeah, based off the contract. Shit. <laughs> um, who's making seven sheets? Um, And this is just their contract they signed, not like the year that it's up and whatever. I don't, I'm trying to think of who, who's making, who's around that. Who's around making seven million? Do you want me to give you the the conference he's in? Shoot, man, you might be able to give me the team, and I still won't get it. Seven million? Um, seven million, seven million. Uh, I can't emphasize enough how I am not cheating right now. I'm trying to genuinely think of a, a player that's making seven sheets, but like every player I'm thinking of is just. Um, it's an Eastern either, conference is, player, Eastern conference. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking, I was thinking Jesper Brat, but he's, I think he's Ooh. higher than that. You're, you're, you're in the, in the ballpark. I'll give you that. You're in the ballpark team wise that he's just, just, okay. Just, on. um, 7 million, 7 million. They, um, probably played on the same line together. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, is it Nico Hischer? No, he's making yep. more. It is yep. really. It's Nico he's only Yeah, he's really only making seven. Yeah. Wow. 
Nico Heischer. So I'm a big Nico that, Heischer fan too. That's, that's very he deserves more. A player that a player that really turned it around. Nico Heischer, a guy early on in his career, obviously being a first overall pick in 17, yeah. known as a guy that uh, you know, maybe he's just gonna be a very solid NHL center. But really, ever yeah. since Jack Hughes came to town, Nico Heischer has really turned into a guy that could be a number one center on a non-playoff team, and he's a number yeah. two center on a on a playoff team. So, yeah, good guess, good guess. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I obviously, I guessed the right team the first time. Nico Heischer. So that so number fourteen on this list has a contract of eight years, one hundred million dollars annual salary of yeah. 12.6 million per year and will be an unrestricted free agent in 2031. Oh, I mean so that's obviously McDavid. Right? No. He's not making Oh wait, is McDavid making 13? What's McDavid? That's up for making? discussion. So Oh, wait. Wait, you said you said 12.5 or 12.6. I said um said 12 12 6 12 6 that's mckinnon that's yeah that's the big controversy yeah yep yeah McKinnon. okay yeah yeah yeah. okay yep. yeah i'm you know what before you ask that question if you asked me who the highest paid player in the nhl was i was gonna say mcdavid i completely forgot about what happened last year yeah mcdavid yeah. or mckinnon obviously McKinnon, signed McKinnon, the deal McKinnon, slightly yeah. over mcdavid just yeah just uh just to shove it to him i i mean i respect it um, now this one so obviously, like McKinnon on this list, um, there's a couple names on this list that are just yeah. give me's because no matter what you pay guys like McKinnon and others, yeah. it's just how good they are. The contract is never going to be overpaid. It's going to be a value contract because you're mm -hmm. paying the guy to be on your team. Um, this one, I'm actually curious if you'll get eight years, $42 million, okay. including... 42 million guaranteed in an annual average salary of 5.25 million. Wow, that's a really good contract. You said 5. Point what? 5.25 million. 5.25. So that's a good deal. That's yeah, that's obviously a good deal, but it's but that money is guaranteed. You said it's 42 guaranteed. That's what his contract says. Jeez. Oh man. Um Do you want me to give you the Yeah, you might have conference. to give me you might have you might have to give Conference me is Western. Western Conference, okay. Um 5.5. I mean 5.5. I mean there's a there's a huge pool of players for that. I'm just trying to think of how many how many years did you say? It was you said it was 8. Yes. And this is a team in the Central Division. I'll give you that. Central. Finished third in the Central. Can't even think of who the hell is in the Central. <laughs> he shares the same first name as you. I'll give you that. Oh no! You you can't give it. You, wait. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it Yoel Armia? No, that's why. Because there's a couple guys in the league that have like kind of yeah. same first okay. name as you. Okay, so yeah, you have Yoel Armia. Um, am I stupid? What the? 
What, who? I'm trying. Who? Um, am I stupid? Who is? Who is the kind of a lesser known name? Yeah, no kidding. Not, but he's doesn't get, five and doesn't, a half. Get the, doesn't get the media buzz that he probably deserves. So, who are you talking about? You said Western. Wait. You said Western Conference. Yeah, and it's not it, it, so. The only other Joel I'm thinking of is Joel Faraby. Nope. You want me to give you the name? Do you do you want to give up on this one? Yeah, I might. I might have to give right. up on this. Who is it? From the from the Minnesota Wild, Joel Erickson. Yeah, I cannot. I can't believe that. The more you know. The more. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I feel like an idiot that for that too because I I lived out there for a little bit. I liked watching him play. He's a he's a heck of yeah. a center. Yeah, he yeah. That's actually that's a great contract too. That's yeah, a great it is. contract because he's a he is a solid player. Uh, he's one of those he's guys. Very he's one of those guys, and like anybody that's ever, I, I guess anybody that's ever played hockey, you'll know this too. Like there's some guy. Well, if you go to an NHL game, obviously if you've played, you you see it different, right? Like there are some guys that like you watch them on TV and you're like, oh yeah, they're like obviously very good because they're in the NHL, but like, oh yeah, they make a good play every once in a while. You know, it's nice. You see them on the highlights or whatever, but when, when you see them in person, they, you really see all the little stuff that they do and how good their skating is like watching in person. Hockey is like no other sport. And yes, I, and he, and, and Erickson is actually he's he's like one of those like really eye opening players. His skating is just so good. He's just so smooth, and he's a really yeah. solid, complete game center. So locking him up for that long for only five and a half that's that is a steal. Good for good for the Wild. And speaking of a steal, um, we were talking about this player uh, before the show. One of your right. one of your probably favorite players to watch. He's got a little bit of a complete game, but we won't go there yet. Okay. Um, seven years, thirty-eight and a half million dollars, with an average salary of five point five million. So, so, um, how 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 much? What's the AAV? Uh, five point five. Five five again. Yep. Um, five and a half. So, same kind of player. How many years was it? Seven. Seven. Another another guy, same boat. Signed fairly recently. Recently. Um I know who's that who's the who's the one stud from Calgary? Who's the one stud from Calgary that I'll give you I, a hint. Stay within the Canadian region. Okay. Oh, wait, you said we were talking about him earlier. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, okay. I'm going to look at my list then. <laughs> okay. You said Western. It's not Kyle Connor. He's, he's signed for way more than that. Is it, uh, is it Kuzmenko? Nope. No. Stay in the Canadian. Um, why don't we give you another hint? Talking about him, is it Stutzel? No, why don't we give you another hint? Wait, hold on a second. You, you said we were talking about him. Oh, maybe I didn't write him down. Oh, right, yeah, give me another hint. All right, he's known for playing with 
three of the best centers in the game. Oh, over his career. Oh, like, uh, are you talking like over his career? He's played with three of the best centers in the game today. Okay, so obviously, so he played for Pittsburgh. Played for Pittsburgh. He played. Oh, Zach Hyman. Yeah, yeah, Zach Hyman. Yeah, I said, I said three yeah. of the best. I said not the three best. You know. <laughs> and then, um, before we get to the top ten, I'm just gonna give you a hint. Uh, no. Yeah, it's still honorable mentions. Number eleven. Uh, you could probably take a guess. You guessed him earlier, but yeah. it wasn't the one. You thought it was someone different. Well, I know. I guess a lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just gonna give you a layup there. Um, salary's eleven million dollars. Cap hits twelve million. Twelve point five. Oh, 12. oh, that's big, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just tried to give you a layup there. No, um, I know, I know, I know. But no, so yeah. that's. That's it for the honorable mentions. Um, so now this is really where you're gonna have to, you know, put on your uh, your thinking cap. And it go hasn't been hard at all. <laughs> this is incredible. All right, oh, all right. number ten. I'll give you the okay. team if you're struggling, but this contract okay. is eight years. Okay. Eleven point three million a year. Eleven point three. Yep. Um, get, um, okay. So the only hint I'm going to ask for is conference. Give me just the uh, Eastern or Western Eastern. Conference. Eastern East. Okay. So if he's making an 11.3, that means it's not, I, I, I wish I, I wish I had, I wish I had some form of like a pool of players to pick from, but we have, you have, I know you have Carlson, but I think he's making more than 11, three. So, but obviously he's not, remember it's, this is value contracts. This is, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know value. So I mean, he's making 11, three, then that means he must be a solid player. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people are looking at Carlson as a value contract at the point of the league. Not right now. Not Not right now. Right now. No. Um, um, east, east, east. Who's in the east other than? I mean, you have Tampa, but Tampa doesn't sign, doesn't have anyone that big. It's not Stamkos, right? I don't think nope. Stamkos is up there, and he wasn't. He wouldn't be valued. He's an all star. He's an all star. Maybe I should go. Maybe I should go north a little bit. Not, not. Yeah, definitely not Florida. Just trying to think of. Same conference as Tampa, or uh, same division as Tampa. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'm assuming they're a playoff team. I'm assuming they were every year. How about how about like uh, 11, 11 three? I might be, I might be under on this one, but I'll just, I'll just shoot for the stars. How about like, uh, how about like Pasternak? Is it yep. Pasternak? It's David Mosternock. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So and, I thought he was making more, but that ties into your point. It's a value deal. Yeah, it's a value. Remember, these are value contracts, so that goes sure. for 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 length, yeah, and annual salary. So number nine, okay. I think you should have a solid. I don't know. This one may be tricky for you. Sure. Seven years, okay, at nine point five. Nine five. Seven yeah. years at nine point five. Oh. Oh, um, this had was it recent? 
I believe so. Fairly, yeah. I believe so. Um, I Shoot. Who's at 9-5 that I know? I know somebody that's at 9-5, but I'm trying to think of who it is. Is it, um, is it like points? Is it like brain point? No. Same division. Same division. Okay. Okay. So are we so in the Eastern? We're in the Eastern still? No, but you're in the, you're in the Atlantic division. Oh, oh, same division yeah, as last. Oh, same as same as Pasternak, same as Boston. Yeah, yeah, it's the same division. Same division. I mean, you got eight nah, teams not, to choose from. Is it not? Yeah, it's not Kucherov. Nope. I'll tell you right now, it's not a forward. Make it a little less oh. easier. For you. It's not a forward. Because you're just gonna be thinking of forwards all day. You said same. I know. Oh yeah, no kidding. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, shoot. I mean, I know, I mean, I know Seth Jones signed a huge contract. That's with Chicago. I doubt they would put him on a top. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, oh yeah, I guess he's not in Atlantic either. Duh. Um, um, who's making, who's doing, I mean, right shot, right shot, right shot, right shot. Right shot. Is it, uh, it's, is it, uh, McAvoy? Yep, Charlie McAvoy, teammates. Charlie McAvoy, all right. Ah, okay. So Boston, Boston right. lands himself twice on here already with two uh -huh. contracts at nine and ten spot. This one should be a fairly easy guess for you. Okay. I hope so, at least. Yeah. Three years, 7.8 at the eight spot. Three years at 7.8? So it's just a bridge, bridge deal? deal? Yeah, bridge deal. Good old seven, classic bridge deal. 7.8. See these... These numbers. We we're like, talking about him a little bit earlier. We we're talking about him a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, Before the show. Yeah. Um, bridge deal. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. Brat's on a bridge deal. Yes, for Brat's on a bridge deal. I think. I think. Or is he on a five year? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he signed a new contract. But for, he's, he's not. I'm. He's not on the list. He's not on the list. Not on my list. You sure? Oh, he may well, be well, on your. He may be on your winger list. Yeah, but not. How about? Um, are we staying in the Eastern Conference or no? Nope. We'll go west out now? west. Take a quick flight. Is it? Is it a forward? Forward, Remember, he might seven eight bridge deal. I mean, bridge deal. Who's on a bridge deal? Who's on a bridge deal at that much money? The guy, guy just broke out this year, really put himself on the map as like one of the premier forwards in the league. He faced Jack Eichel in the playoffs this year. Okay, so you have um, you have Edmonton, you have Dallas. Talked about him earlier, you said? Yep. Broke out? Oh, Jason Robertson. Yep, Jason yep. Robertson. Yeah. So he's at the number he's eight spot. Man. My brain is just fried. My brain is just fried. Oh, my God. So, I'm just going to say for this next one, for number seven, 
stay in the same ballpark is 10 and 9. Six years, 8.5 million. It is, oh, 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 okay. Six years, how much again? 8.5. 8.5? And you said, you said, break, like another breakout player, that same, like, sort of thing. No, is just stay with saying? the same theme as 10 and 9. Kind of the same theme. It's ten, oh, it's like 10 and 9. Like as like a breakout player, you're saying? Or no, like no, no, it's 10 more? and 9. What do you mean? It's 10, 10 and 9 weren't breakouts. They were bridge deals? I mean, what do you say? No, for for number 10 and 9, what was the theme there? Stick with that for eight and seven. There's star. You have this, the one one played for the stars, and who who was number ten again? I don't even remember. Ten was Pasternak. Nine was McAvoy. Yeah. Oh. What was the theme? Oh, Boston Bruins, obviously. Shoot. Oh. What? What do you mean? What's the theme? Eastern Conference. What's the theme? Both on the same team. One's a forward. Yeah. One's a defenseman. That was ten and nine. Oh. For eight. One's on it. Yeah. Okay. So you got Robertson, and then um, it's got to be Heiskanen. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. I see. I see what you mean now. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Heiskanen, so right. wait, hold on. Sorry. A second. Well, one second. So Heiskanen's on. How how long? How much they locked him up? For Six how year, long? eight point five. Six eight point five. That's about right. That's about right. I mean, I don't know if that's like top ten best value content. Actually, you know what? It could be. He's actually very good. <laughs> he's very, he's very good. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, All if right. they're gonna build their team around him, then that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Whew. Um, okay. number six, six yeah. years, nine point five million. I'll tell you right now off the bat, it's another defenseman. Okay. Nine point five, and it's a defenseman, and it's obviously not gonna be Seth Jones. Um Um, conference East, East, Eastern Conference. Sergachev? No, no, it's a defenseman. Yeah, Sergachev. Eastern Conference. I'm trying to like push you a little more outside of that part of the Eastern Conference. Oh, ah, okay. Um, You're going down. Going down south. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Guess a little north. more north. Well, before I was gonna guess uh, McAvoy earlier. Before I was gonna guess McAvoy earlier, I was gonna guess the the um, you know the Rangers equivalent, who would be Adam Fox. Yep. No way, actually. It's Adam Fox. Oh my god. Adam Fox on six years, 9.5. Very similar to Heiskanen's deal, just one more year uh, average annually. This, okay. These next five, I really think you're going to get stumped on. You thought the first five were hard. These next five are going to be, be hard. All right. So seven years, seven million on the dot. Seven by seven, okay. Young player. Mm-hmm. Western Conference and is a forward. I'll tell you that. Okay. 7-7. Seven, seven. Okay. I mean, I'm just... 
I'm trying to look at my list here. Very young player. Yeah, very young. Very young. You said it was. I'll say this too. Former, former Hobie Baker finalist. Former Hobie Baker. Have we talked about him at all? Mm, maybe, if so, vividly. Um, out teammates of one of the guys that were in the honorable mention. Teammates of one of the guys that were in. Not on your list, but in the list we were talking about. Oh. Who would be making 7-7? Seven, seven? Did I mention him earlier already or no? You may have. I'm not 100%. Is it Kyle Connor? No. Remember, teammates of one of the guys on the honorable mentions of oh, my, this I, list. I have 10 honorable mentions here. No, not your list. The list oh. up here. list up here. I never pulled West. that list. Well, just remember of like the guys we mentioned earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a teammate of them. Yes, very young player, former Hobie Baker finalist, Western Conference team. Oh, New Hook? Give you the... No, no, New Hook just got traded. Um, no. So not New okay. Not on the final, Avalanche. Finalist for Hobie Baker. Finalist for Hobie Baker. Um, uh, you said Western Conference, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think. You have you have Caulfield. You have New Hook. You have very young player. Very very young player. Not Kale McCarr. You said not on the Avalanche. Um, young player. Young player. Young player locked up for seven years at exactly yes. seven million. Yep. Who's a very young? Uh, you want me to give you the team? Yeah, you might have to. Minnesota. No way, it's Boldy. Yep. He's that I thought he'd do I thought he'd still be on his entry level. No, he just signed re very recently. Oh, that's why. Oh man, really. And 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 this okay, moving on to number four, because I want to get through the rest of the rest of this yeah, list before we, got, we get to yeah. our, our big our big yeah, our uh, big list. Eight yeah, right. And eight times eight point four million a year. We we're talking about him a lot. On the left winger list, and you're not the biggest fan of this guy, maybe opposed to what his contract holds up to be. Okay. And number four, Joel. Oh, I, know, I, know who, I know who. Oh, yeah. I know who do we have? If, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll get into this later. Um, but yeah, my, um, what do you call it? I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that Tim Stutzel is a top 10 uh, left winger in the NHL yep. right now. Um, I think he is a definite honorable mention, but given his entire game, I don't think he's there just yet. But yes, so Tim Stutzel, yes. And number four. Yeah. Okay. 8.4 million a year. It's a good contract. Um, it's a sizable one, but in the future it will look pretty good. Um, at number three, four years, $9 million a year. Teammates four years. of a guy on the honorable okay. mentions list. Okay. Um, again, think of the first four we talked about in the top 10. It's kind of that same 
pattern as one of the guys from the honorable mention list. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, nine million. It's just tough for me because, like, if you ask me who a nine million dollar player in the NHL is, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, when you when you start breaking down contracts with no notes in front of you, it's exactly. really okay. So you're so you're telling me that it's a guy in the wild, not in the wild. Remember, oh. think about how Boston, Boston, yeah, Dallas, Dallas. One of these guys we're talking about was on the honorable mentions list. One of those five players is teammates with the guy at number three from the honorable mentions when we talked about who is the honorable mention who are we talking about here man i don't know honorable mention you said it's that pretty you said it's a pretty big name nine? player yeah four years nine million pretty big name player give me give me a conference western Recently, have won the cup in the last four years. Oh, that probably gave it away. In the last four years, Western Conference. I don't know. Is my car's making more? Right? It's not my car. It is my car. It is my car. My car. I was four say, years. I just say, dude, I don't know who to guess right now. But okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna. I was just gonna go down. Like what you told me, it was a defenseman. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe yep. Angelo. Um, but yeah, no. No, okay, okay, Macar. And cool. now number two, yeah, seven years, eight million dollars, very, very good contract for a steal. Twenty-one-year-old forward in the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna give you that. Twenty-one-year-old forward in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, give or take his birthday changed within the last couple months, but twenty-one, twenty-two. Um, you said eight. Eight million for seven years. And he's a forward though. Oh yep. Forward, so he's got to be a role player. No. Oh. Guy you want to build your franchise around. A captain? Is he a captain of a team? He doesn't have the C, but I'm pretty sure he wears an A. What? Yeah, pretty sure I'm pretty sure they gave him an A. Oh, I was going to say Suzuki. Suzuki? No. I don't know. Who are you going to build your team around? It's a 21-year-old forward in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, Think center. Center. Uh, Jack Hughes? Yep. Jack Hughes? A big ah. Very, yeah, very. For some reason, this is a little bit easier steel, just because of bigger names. Yeah. It's a Wait, steal. So, he, they, so seven years, eight million a year. Yeah, for Jack. I thought he. I thought he signed a bigger ticket than that. Good for him. No, Devils got a very good contract with him. Yeah. And rounding out the top ten and number one, seven years, nine point five million. Guy seven. just played in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's all I'm going to give you. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Um. Oh. So is it Kachuk? Yes, Matthew yeah. Kachuk. Good. Yeah. Oh, so that, you know what? You just gave me another talking point. You're amazing, Ev. You know that? Yeah. You gave me another talking point for Kachuk. man. Was would you say that was a little harder? Easier. That was so hard, Ev. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the, the, you know what? I listen. I, it probably isn't that hard for everybody. Like I'm sure. I'm sure I'm a little bit worse than most 
But the thing is, though, is like I like contracts. Like I, I pay attention to them. I'm not completely, you know, out of the loop when it comes to them. But like there are so many like I literally just scroll through my Instagram and I'll be like, oh, you know, Jack Hughes signed for, you know, this, you know, he signed for seven years, eight million. Wow, that's a good deal. If my friends are around, I'll be like, dude, Jack Hughes just signed for, you know, I'll be like that. But five minutes after that conversation's over, it's it's gone. <laughs> like, it's just, I, don't, uh... I don't sit. I don't sit and like, you know, like really read into them that much. Yeah. Okay. And before that's a good point. Before we get into the top 10 left left wingers. Um, I, you know, two years ago today, it's actually trending on the internet, Twitter and Instagram. Two years ago today, the Panthers made the move to acquire Sam Reinhart from the Sabres. The yeah. move saw Sam Reinhart shipped off to the Sunrise in exchange for goaltender prospect Devin Levi in a 2022 first round pick. Wow. Reinhart would go on to record 149 points in 160 games thus far with Florida, as well as 17 points in 31 playoff games with the club. The deal was no loss for Buffalo, though, as Devin Levi went to become one of the best goaltenders in NCAA history, as well as recording a 9.50 or 9.05 save percentage in 3.69 GSAX in seven NHL games. He's now highly regarded as the team's next franchise goalie. Buffalo turned the 2022 first rounder from Florida into 28th overall pick. Yuri Coolidge, one of the better prospects in the Buffalo Sabres prospect pool currently. And anyone that knows anything about the Buffalo Sabres prospect pool knows that Yuri Coolidge was the top rookie for the Amherst last season, providing points in playoff games and regular season games and being a very pivotal, you know, player in their playoff run last season. So Joel, here's uh you know the meat and bones of the yep. episode. Yes. Uh the top ten left wingers in the NHL. Um, and the way we're gonna do this list is again, it's gonna be the same thing, kind of like the centers list. We're gonna go back and forth, you know, from mm -hmm. ten to one. Um, I'll kick us off with our honorable mentions, and then you do vice versa, and then we'll get into it. All right, starting things off, my honorable mentions are going to be Timo Meyer, Jonathan Huberdeau, Jake mm -hmm. Getzel, mm -hmm. Alex Debrinkit, yep, Kevin Fiala. Yep. Okay, so you named a lot of mine. I'll add, I'll add mine that um, I guess I would like to add um, as I mentioned earlier. Tim Stutzel. He is on my honorable mention list. I will make a good case for that as you can, as we go down my list, either way. Um, we were talking earlier, Kuzmenko. I think he is unbelievably, I think he could be a big future piece for Vancouver. Uh, Kyle Connor, another guy have to mention him. Uh, he had a tough year in the plus minus category, but he still got 80 points. Hard to, hard to argue that. Um, my biggest, I think, or actually, no, my, I'll say my two guys for the, my two big guys for the end. Um, you already said Fiala, right? Yep. Um, uh, Perron, David Perron. Listen, I'm biased, Wings fan, but I think that David Perron is one of the best natural goal scorers in the NHL. 
Um, and I think that the stats do actually prove that. But if you watch a game, if you watch a Wings game, if you watch a St. Louis Blues game, um, you know, within the past 10 years, you know, he'll see that he just finds the soft areas of the ice and he's very good at scoring goals. Yeah. And he always scores them when you need him to. He like led the, he, he led the league the one year in game winning goals. Unbelievable. Um, Chris Kreider, another guy led the, led the league in penalty kill goals. Um, just a straight speedy guy. He's kind of almost a role player, but he's incredibly but good at putting up points. 50 goals, 50 goals, not even two oh. seasons ago. Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a big power play guy. I mean, that probably helped with his 50 goals too. Plus but either 21. Way, he's on the back of the net. Absolutely. Plus 21, 54 points. Good year. Um, uh, and then my last guy before I get to my two big guys are is uh, Alex Kalorn. Uh, I threw yes. him on here. I threw him on here. Um, two-time Stanley Cup champion. I think he is a player that every Stanley Cup champion or championship team has and needs. I don't think that there is, I don't think that there, anybody will argue with me on that. Um, I think he's a stud. I think he's a stallion. He's a big body. You can put him in any situation in the game. And he's just, he's going to, he's going to provide, you know, whatever, whatever you need. Um, and also plays well on the defensive side of the puck. He's plus 18 and he finished the year with 64 points. So <laughs> if you can get that out of your uh, third line left winger, <laughs> I mean, can't so, ask for much. Like that, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a steal. And I don't even know what his contract is, but I'm sure it's a steal. Um, Fuck it so, up. So, um, and then last but not least, my two big guys, um, my two big guys are Jesper Brat and Jared McCann. Um, those two guys are, I think, I, I mean, I would love to fit them in the top 10. I couldn't, but um, I think Jared McCann is one of the most electrifying players in the NHL. I think he single-handedly led Seattle for most of the year and just points and just, and just straight offensive capabilities. Um, he, he had three penalty kill goals too. So another guy you could kind of put in any situation and he's a threat, really good skater too, by the way. Um, another guy that was plus, plus 18 put up 70 points. I mean, he's just, he, he was a stud back there and, and he fit really well into that Seattle system. Um, and then obviously brought, I think he's one of the most, one of the most skilled players and smooth skating players in the so, NHL. So best edge work in the league. Some oh, the he has to be. I mean, I, I, I watch his, um, so I, I, I kind of touched on this before, but I do a little bit of coaching. So on my Instagram, I follow a few coaching pages, right? And there's this one guy I follow. I think he's like, I love hockey, Sweden or something. And he is actually the trainer. He's actually the skating coach or, or I'm assuming skating coach, personal training coach for Jesper Brat. And so I'm always seeing what he's doing on the ice and like what his, his edge work and stuff. And he just makes stuff look so easy. It's sickening. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 that rounds out my um, honorable mention. I pulled in Evan and, and listed off 20 names. I know like he did last week, but, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's my top uh or i guess i don't know how many guys i have eight at eight so yeah let's um not too much them not too not too much more than me i had five yeah I, I guess that's true but but yeah so that's those are my honorable mention um ev i gotta grab my computer charger for one second uh because i'm already at 12 percent. we just keep we just keep these podcasts going forever uh <laughs> But I will. Um, I'm gonna grab that. It's like right behind me, and 
but you can go ahead with your top. Uh, you can go ahead with number 10 if you want. Yeah, I'll just remove it from the stream real quick and we'll go for it. So starting off with my top 10 left wingers in the NHL, um, I'm going to go with Johnny Goudreau. Uh, this past season, he had 74 points and 80 games played. Uh, coming over from Calgary um, this season, signs the big contract, obviously, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, there's a lot of expectations uh, you know, for Goudreau and company. Uh, with Columbus, uh, Columbus, you know, dealt with their fair share of injuries, so that didn't really help Goudreau in the you know the grand scheme of things. But Johnny Goudreau, you know, just a couple seasons ago had 115 points. He's a phenomenal player. He's phenomenal talent. A little undersized, but he still gets the job done. Um, a very speedy, quick player. Uh, Goudreau's coming in at uh, number 10 for me on my list here. Um, and coming back. Joel is here, so I don't know if you heard, but I had Goudreau at number ten. Yeah, no, I, I was listening. I was listening. Um, I like I like Goudreau there. Um, yeah, that that's actually um, well, he's a he's an electrifying player. He'll change your game. Um, he'll change the whole concept of your team, right? No matter what team you put him on, I'd make the argument he is the uh, you know he's your first line left wing. So yeah, I, I can't hate that at all. Um. I went a little bit of a different route um, with my with my number ten, um, kind of like kind of like what I did last time, where I kind of picked some guys where I just had a, I ca- I couldn't keep them off the list, so I kind of put them at the bottom of the top ten. Yeah. Um, my um, uh, I, long story short, man, I got the rat. I have the rat, not the not the new rat, the old rat. Brad Marchand is my number 10 for best left wingers in the NHL. Really? You have, you have a 10. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you have them lower either that, or you don't have them on there at all. Um, but I, I just, I love how he has, I, I love how he has a complete game. I mean, I could see, I could definitely put him. I definitely could put him higher. I could, and I could make a good argument for it. Um, but I guess my thought at putting him at 10 is that, you know, he is on the back nine of his career. Um, and the guys above him are simply younger and they are a little bit more effective. Obviously, if you make this list five years ago, I think Bram Marchand's probably top, probably, I don't know, top three, <laughs> you know, um, just because of his complete game. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, he's also, by the way, he's plus 27 with uh, a measly 67 points. So, I mean, the guy's just everywhere on the ice and just causing havoc. So, I love it. Man, we're going to be completely opposite on this list. You don't know. Don't say that yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, my number nine is um, maybe I'm going a little low at this. No, actually, number nine, I'm going to go Kyle Connor. Okay. I have Connor at nine. Okay. Um, 80 points in 82 games played, you know, yeah. just around, just under a point per game in the playoffs this past season. Um, very, very good player. Connor, the, Kyle Connor's the type of player, any game you tune in, you see him in an effective way, right? Oh, you yeah. don't have to watch a full 82 game season to understand that Kyle Connor is an effective player. He's an effective first line player. Yeah. The guy's ultra talented. Um, one of the better players from the 2015 draft class, Connor, um, you know, does everything well. Um, obviously his best trait is his offensive game. 
Uh, when he's going, he's one of the best goal scorers in the league. Like when he's on his game, when he's hot, he's just dangerous. He's, he's so fast. He's dangerous too. anywhere. Yeah. Right. He can score on the rush. He can score, you know, from the flank. He can score anywhere. Um, and he he's so many also breakaways too, man. I know he's a phenomenal talent. Um, so yeah, I have Connor at nine. I like, I like, no, I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, I, I made the case for him at, um, at honorable mention. I, I, I don't like how he's minus 11. Obviously he was on a dog water team. But um, it, it it's just you know my that's it, yeah eight, if you're 80 points and you're minus 11, you know like your, your teammates got to pick up your slack there a little bit. I mean that's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he's he's a complete offensive threat anywhere on the ice. Um, my number nine, another guy that you could that should be probably higher, but he's he's down he's down a little bit because of his age. Um, obviously one of my favorite players growing up because I'm from, you know, the generation where he was really dominating when I was young, uh, Alex Ovechkin, the grade eight. Um, I think that he, um, I think that it's, I think that this is because I think that he's lower on my list more because of his team than anything. Um, but I, I, I really like it. I, I like him at nine because, the guys in front of him are just a little bit younger and they're a little bit more effective in a complete game sense. Um, obviously if you're, if we're talking about, you know, maybe, and maybe we'll get into this one day, if we could do top 10 power play guys, we could do top 10 penalty kill guys, you know, obviously Ovechkin is going to be probably number two or number one on that list or, Dreisaitl and McDavid can make a strong argument, but like, you know, you know, you know, Ovechkin is going to be, you know, top three or four on that. Um, but so it, it, it's it's a little bit different. It, obviously, a winger, you have a different responsibilities on the ice. Your your defensive your defensive responsibilities aren't as much if you're a winger. So like if you have a bad plus minus as a winger, it's it's it can go one of two ways. It's either wow, you really don't even know what the D zone is, or you know your center your center had a bad game. Or the D pairing that you're out against is just, you know, they can't make a pass or they, they just can't, can't hold their own. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like it, it goes one of two ways there, but um, either way, Ovechkin was over a point per game this year, man. Like, uh, he, you know, he, he finished with 75 goals at 37 years old. Yeah. It, you know, in his age, obviously isn't helping him. I, and he's going to break, put this on the record. He is going to break Wayne Gretzky's record. I don't know who easily. I don't know why. I don't know why people are trying to deny that he is. I I don't get it. Easily um, will break it. Yeah, I, I I mean, well, listen, it's not gonna be easy. Gonna, but because no team is gonna want to be that team that he does it against. Too remember that it's gonna be against the Buffalo Sabers. It probably will. Honestly, knowing knowing your luck, yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see that. Feeling like a playoff um, game two game seven. But yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I, I know I know he's a little high on my list, but he's 37, he's dash 16, and he's not on a very average team right now. So I yeah, I, I, I got him at I got him at number nine right now. So oof, my number eight, this is hard. This yeah. is hard. I think at number eight, I'm gonna have to go with Jeff Skinner. Wow. Buffalo, remember this. I have Jeff Skinner higher than Evan Harrington. That's crazy. I know. And Jeff Skinner's my favorite player on the Sabres currently. Um, I have Jeff Skinner at eight. Um, and Jeff Skinner could easily climb higher on this list over the next few seasons. And people are like, well, he's, you know, he's just turned 30. 
you know, so for the next few seasons, you know, 31, 32, he's going to start climbing the ranks of 30. But Jeff Skinner's game allows him to get better with age, right? He's one of those players that easily could become better with age because Jeff Skinner doesn't rely on his, you know, speed and strength. He's not a power forward. Jeff Skinner is a finesse forward that plays a very agile game. He uses his edge work to really create the goals and the assists that he, you know, that he sets up and scores. Um, he's only gotten better with age. If you really take a look at it, this past season was his best season ever in the NHL. Yep. Best. Uh, 82 points in 79 games. Yep. Was probably the most consistent forward, it felt like, at times on the Buffalo Sabres first line. Um, a guy that turned into a premier playmaker all of a sudden, um, playing with Tuck and Thompson on the first line. Just yep. an overall great player, great talent. Um, went from sitting in the press box with a bucket of popcorn to being on a first line with Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson and helping the Sabres get back into the playoff race. Yeah. Jeff Skinner at eight. Definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I'll make my case for him a little bit higher on this list, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. He's not at that. He's not at that game breaker level yet, but man, you can see flashes of it. So he does certain um, things that other wingers just can't do. No, they can't. I mean, he would. I mean, you look at you look at his style of play. You'd almost think he's a center just because of how good of a skater he is, and how and how we you know he can make things. But with how effective he is at winger, and with how deep Buffalo is at centers right now, you know, you don't need him there. But speaking of that, speaking of that kind of building off that point, my next guy, my number eight, is a is a guy that you're going to think is a center because he was a center and he still is sometimes, but NHL and ESPN have him listed as a left winger. So he's fair game for me. And also I really love his style and you can kind of see from the guys that I've picked that I of how, how I'm kind of going about this. It's Jamie Ben. Really? Jamie Ben is number eight for I me. I consider more of a center. Interesting. I will say, trust me. So do I, so do I, but Sagan's a center. He plays more left wing now, I guess. So, you know, don't, you know, ask the uh, and Jim Nils, the, the GM there. But who's the coach there? Who is it? I know. I know who it, I, I know who it is, too. That's frustrating. But um, um, it's always a guy that just came from the Jets. Um, but um, Peter DeBoer. Is it the uh, is it is DeBoer? DeBoer. Yeah, it is DeBoer. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking the, the guy from Dallas went to the Jets. Um, Rick Bonus, that's who it is. Yeah. I'm thinking of. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I like Jamie Ben. I think he plays a heavy game. I love his style. He is one of the few guys, he is one of the few old school guys that are left in the game. Um, and I think that he is very effective with it. You saw Dallas, how far they made it in the playoffs. Um, they had a good run. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that the, like a guy like him is a, is a reason because of that. I'm a little bit biased as well because he's a captain. Um, so he's obviously doing other stuff in the room, uh, you know, to keep things, to keep a team like that, you know, that they're competing every year. You know, obviously they need to cross the bridge and get to, you know, get to where they want to be, but they're making it, you know, they're doing well. They're making deep runs. Um, and obviously if you don't have a captain like him and a, and a presence like him, you're, you can't do that, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it might be a little high for a lot of people, but 
I, I think that I definitely think that he can crack a top 10 uh, left for left wingers in the NHL. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my argument. Lastly, 78 points. It's not yeah, too, bounce not back here. A lot yeah. better than his previous season. Absolutely. Um, I, I've, but I've been following him through his career. I mean, I, I like, I like his style of play. I like his, um, I like his heaviness and he's also, um, plus 27. So he is definitely take care, taking care of his defensive zone. So, um, he's definitely, he's definitely holding his own. So I have to commend it. All right. At number seven for myself, I yep. do have the grade eight. Alex Ovechkin, yeah, um, just a little, probably just a little over Skinner right now. Um, you could interchange That's him. The reason I have him over Skinner is just, I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor or how many yeah. times he's went to war with Buffalo, uh, scoring goals on us and, you know, ruining my time when I went to a Sabres game because he scored the game when he go on us. Yeah. Um, just how talented he is as a player it's and how long he's been doing it mm-hmm. and Absolutely. the fact that he's on you know this race this journey to go break you know Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal scoring record I, yeah. I think it's phenomenal and so fascinating that he keeps doing it mm-hmm. that I think just out of a respect you kind of have to put him at seven or Absolutely. eight or wherever you have in your top ten um yeah. and he's still producing it's not like he's just scoring goals um, yeah. you know, he's sending guys up. He's still playing a very pivotal role in the Washington Capitals, you know, forward room and as he's the captain of that team. So got to value that, like you said. Um, but I have uh, the grade eight at seven. Okay. Well, okay. So I, not to get too argumentative here, of course, because I'm not going to argue your point. I think our, our, our lists are, our lists are have them both close together. So it's not a big deal, but my my question to you, and, and I'm I'm kind of throwing this back at you because you used to throw it in my face all the time. Who is the better power play guy comparing Ovechkin to Jeff Skinner? Ovechkin. Okay. Who's better five on five? Oh, Jeff Skinner's the best five on five player in hockey. Okay. So <laughs> and, and what is what is the game start and end at, Evan? Five on five. <laughs> so <laughs> Not, I, I'm just kind of giving you a hard time, but I know but that would be, that would be something that I would kind of consider when I did this list. I know. And, and so well, that's the reason I have Skinner on my list, right? Wow. When you look, okay. when you look at, when you look at stat lines, I think Skinner was a like sense, sixth in points though, in the, if, as a left winger for left winger. Yes. But like, but like when you're like ranking points, like the guy from like sixth to like yeah. 18 isn't too far off. Right give or take within 10 points, right? I'm not going to value a player based off 10 points, yeah. right? Because it's 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 so sample size of what you want to look yeah. at. But when you take a look at five on five, Jeff Skinner does not put a lot of points up on the power play. Now that can be given to the Sabres have Tuck, Darlene, yep. Olofsson out there, Thompson, like Cousins. Like Skinner's kind of a guy playing the bumper position. He's playing down by the goal line. He doesn't sure. He's not going to get the puck a ton. Um but when he's five on five, he produces and he produced at over a point per game. So that's why it's so much more valuable. Um, so what what did you have Skinner at again? Eight. You had him at eight. Okay. So I was about to make a last minute switch, but I'm not going to. Um, I am going with for number seven for myself. I'm going with Zach Hyman. Okay. 
um, it's going to be the same. You're going to hear the same thing from me for every single one of these guys, pretty much, um, except when we get up a little higher. But um, Zach Hyman, probably one of the most underrated players, not even just left wings, just players in the NHL. Um, yeah. I, I, I love everything he does. He is what every team needs. That guy needs a Stanley Cup. Um, and, and I'm sure he will get one. He will find his way on a team that wins one. Um, because his kind of style of play just is is invaluable. Um, so I, I, I really love his I really love his style of play. He's over a point per game even. I mean, yeah, that can be because he's playing because of the guys he's playing with there out in Edmonton. But um, I, either way, 15 power play goals. He's plus 13. He finished the year with 83 points. I'm not gonna long wind it. Guys just guys guy has it and he can do anything you want him to. Uh, University of Michigan alumni, um, unbelievable, unbelievable guy. There's, college. there's your college. bias right there. Yeah, l- a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, when he went right right to Toronto from Michigan, I mean, a lot of guys were like, wow, like, you know, this kid, this kid was sick in college, you know, he's good, but like, you know, Toronto, really? Like, that's crazy. And then sure. he ended up going there and just really finding his role and just embracing it. And, and, then- and guys like that, guys like that are salt of the earth people too. So, it's it it it, it makes sense for him and so. rewards his big contract with Edmonton. So uh, uh, no, absolutely, he deserved it. He dude, deserved money in Toronto too. But they're nimble. They're just oh my god, dude. Really. Dude, imagine being a guy like Zach Hyman. Now yeah. you're probably not the talented player to be a first line winger. Like he's not as talented yeah. as some other guys that were going to. Yeah, mention. but he play he plays well with superstars. I know that's his that's his role. He he's yeah. not going to you know, in Arizona or, or in LA where he would have to play with some no. lesser players. Dude, he's going, he's, he's literally, you can make an argument. He's played with the three best centers in the NHL over the last three years. Yeah. Like doesn't get much better than that. And then even still the second line, Johnny Tavares, yeah. still a very good center. And I, and I can tell, team. and I can tell you too. I mean, this is obviously you, it, it, a lot of people take the route of, Oh, he's playing with, that's why he's getting so many points is he, you know, he's playing with the best centers and he's, you know, he's getting it kind of given to him. Right. I hate people that say that because it's so ignorant. It's not even funny. If you've ever laced up hockey skates in your life, if you ever played, you know that sometimes playing with the best players on the team is the worst thing because hardest. It, 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 it's extremely hard. And at the NHL, it's no different. Yes, it can be easier when you're playing with McDavid and he's skating around and he finds you on a tap and sure. Yes, sure. That is that, but that's just one dimension of the game. There are so many other. How many times does that happen? Oh well, I mean with McDavid a lot, but but I see your point. (laughs) It's just that there's so many different, you know, levels to the game. You know, and it's not only offensive chemistry too, which is a lot, which a lot of people don't understand. There's defensive chemistry. And like you just play better with some guys other than than others, and with a guy like, like Zach Hyman, I mean, I don't know how he's done it, but I mean, he's just figured out a way where you can put him on a line with a superstar, and like he doesn't make the he flashy play, doesn't fall but, off, but he he's right there, he's right there. So I I I, I mean, you have to commend it, you have to respect that level of role player. I mean, it, it's arguably the best style of role player there is. So. Um, he's yeah. what when you when you take a look at a guy like if you're a like a probably like a coach in yeah. um and what's it called 
um, when you're when you're coaching, you're, you're whether at the college level, at the junior level, or even like you know the pro level, and it's like not the NHL, but like AHL, ECHL, yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. And you're a role player in that league. The definitive like comparison would probably be a guy like Zach Hyman, Ivan yeah. Barbashev, guys that yes, yeah. talent level are not on the levels of you know Johnny Goudreau, Kevin Fiala. Alex Springer, talent level not there, but the hardworking grinding aspect of their game is good enough to throw them up on the top line, and yeah. they're going to be just as productive as a DeBrinket, a Fiala, um, mm-hmm. you know, a Goodrow, et cetera, just because exactly. he puts in so much work and effort on and off the ice, and it, and it really shows. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Zach Hyman, great pick for yourself. Um, so that's number six. Um, number – or no, sorry, that was number seven for you. Number six for me. Yeah, is going to be Brady Kachuk. Sure. So I have Kachuk at six, 83 points in 82 games. Really, I want to see what he could do in the playoffs because we saw his brother do it. Um, a guy that plays yeah. the game the right way, up and down the ice. He's in your face after the whistle. Um, always in the corner battling hard. He's always going to be probably the first guy um, in the offensive zone on a, on a, on a dumped-in puck. Um, always goes to the net hard. Again, really does everything well. Right, you can't yep. you can't be mad at um, yeah. his style of play and the way he plays the game, um, yep. but yeah, uh, I have Brady Kachuk at six, and he's only going to get better. Still a very young player. Yeah, no, I'll touch on him too in a minute. But uh, my number six, and make sure we keep this on the record, is Jeff Skinner. I think that uh, I think that everyone saw the day. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I mean, I, I I think it's crazy that I valued the five on five thing more than you did. Um, I value but, it highly, but I, I don't know. Pro- yeah. Again, n- end of the season, I could see Skinner being a five, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, well, I mean also too, like there's a little bit of it's, I, I wouldn't even say like for me, there's no bias with putting Skinner at six, but I, I like, I like him there just because of kind of what he brings to a team like the Sabres. I think that he, like he, he belongs on, a team that's doing well. Like if he, if you stick him on Arizona right now, he's not near the same player, right? He kind of does need, I think he's a 65 point guy. Yeah. I think that he needs to be surrounded by better players. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. That's just a fit thing. Like with me personally, I like me. I need to be with better players too. I'm not the guy that goes out there and creates. So like, I don't think it's a knock to say that to somebody um, or about somebody, I should say. But I think that Jeff Skinner is is he's not a guy that can carry a line per se, but he is a great complimenter and his skating is just next level. So you put him with a guy like Tuck, you know what I mean? You put him with a guy like Tage Thompson, that that line is you know they just gallop around the ice, man. Um, yeah. So I and, I, and, I, I like it. And and being on that line, like you said, Skinner doesn't have to carry a line, but when you you know, put the talented players like Tuck and Thompson on a line like Skinner. There's some nights where Skinner will carry the line from a Absolutely, from a yeah. from a point of this, this play, is the NHL playmaking. The, the NHL is completely different. Yeah, for the NHL, it's different, like, man. Like they're doing line matchups, they're doing player matchups. You know, so the yeah, there are going to be times where you know somebody else has to carry the load. Um, but I would say from a from a saber standpoint, I, I would say that out of out of those three, I think Thompson usually carries the load the most. Um, I, I would, I would assume I would say I, right. Like, I mean, yeah. talk, talk obviously can too. I'm not saying none of them can't. It's just, 
Um, I think that, you know, the guy that's going to take charge more often than not for the Sabres out of those three would be, would be Thompson just because of his pure talent. Um, sure. But, but either way, either way, we could talk about Jeff Skinner all day. I'm sure we will at some point. <laughs> on this oh, podcast. for sure. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get, get into uh number five here for myself. Oh man. I don't, I don't, you're not going to agree with me on this one. You're not going to agree with me on this one. Number five. Okay. I have our tummy Panarin. Good for you. You got, you had the I guts our, to do it. You had the guts. I didn't I have, have the guts to do it, but you, you, good for you. The only reason I have our tummy Panarin at yeah. five. Yep. Is just because the drop off in the playoffs. Oh wow, you really major, you're putting it that high. Major drop off. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. when you compare to the other players I have on this list, there wasn't a drop off in their playoffs. Yeah. And they yeah. either are ascending players or proven players that yeah. you know can do it. You know, in both parts of the season. Now, if Panarin wasn't in the playoffs this year, I probably would have kept him at the same spot, give or take. Now, I'm going to mention my five through two are interchangeable. Five could be two and two could be five. Yeah. But Panarin, I mean, he did not show up in the playoffs. Two points yeah. in seven games is, is not going to cut it. It, it. It's not. And you can say that I'm being a little too harsh on his, you know, yeah. playoff run yeah. this past year. No, but, I, I mean, it, when when you're the guy on the, yeah. on the team, you need to be better. And well, I mean, Panarin no, has is, had solid play. A lot of them, though. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. The team didn't show up, but Panarin's the guy on the team. Panarin is the player. He is the number one guy on the team. Now he's had solid playoff, you know, career averages throughout his entire career. But you know, it's just this season when you look at it, the other guys on the list. I don't know. They just showed up this season. That showed a little more to me. I don't know. No, they they no they they full on choked. I mean, yeah. I wish we had this podcast because I had a lot. This I I was so disappointed in the Rangers. I thought that they were I thought that they were built to go, and they just completely laid an egg in playoffs. This is so frustrating to see. Um, I will say this. Um, I'll say it before because obviously I'll get I'll get to Panarin higher up on my list. But I, I give you a lot of credit for putting him at number five. But the reason that I didn't put him at number five is because. You can't tell me that he is a true, like if you put all these guys on the same sheet and you did a, either a skills competition or you did a, you did a, you know, like a, you know, an IQ, a hockey IQ test, or if you, on this list, Artemi Panarin is not number five. And you yeah. know that, you know, no, that. I know. So like, between five and six, big cutoff for me. Yeah. So, right. Like he, but, but he's not, he's, he's, arguably the best guy right at the top of his game sure on this yeah, list he's i mean he, he's he is you know what i mean he's a magician with the puck right like he Beautiful can shot. find and it just he's got a great shot he's not a big he, he is a power play guy but he's not like he's not reliant on that um he, his beautiful his, celebration his creativeness is next level um there's a reason that he has the accolades he does um, so that was why I, that was why Panarin's not number five for me, but I give you a lot of credit because right now he, is, he like, he's not like where I have him. I would say, yeah, but it's sure. just like, yeah. you know, if you're looking at everything, all th- I, I considered all things you looked at right now, 
and so yeah. like that's why i'm okay with disagreeing right in terms of this list but yeah yes you're 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 totally right um we already talked about him so i'm not going to go into it too much my number five is brady kachuk over a point per game the only reason i don't have him higher is because he um because of his team more or less um i love the fact that he's a captain i love that he plays a heavy game um he's he's bigger guy too obviously he was dash 10 this year i don't like that but like i I, like i said i don't think that's entirely his fault um and he also finished the year with 83 points so i'm not gonna go too much into 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 him but i love his game i think he i actually you and i went to go see when us ottawa played uh ottawa played him right um, and uh, yes. it, Brady Kachuk scored a beautiful goal. It went off the post and in. It was really nice. I, I, I another Wasn't guy right, right down the slot, right down the yep, slot, or right something. down, right down there on the left side a little bit. But yeah, he was he he ripped it, and and I was very you know, another guy, kind of like I was saying with Eric Sinek earlier, where like some guys you can really see how good they are in person, and uh, Kachuk definitely did that. You could see him mixing it up. Love it. I love the layers to his game. You know, you could tell his dad did that you know did that on purpose with both the boys so other than that who you who you got at number four this is gonna get interesting now number four a guy that you had all the way at the bottom of your list brad marchand oh Oh, okay yeah i can see that yeah um so i have brad marchand here and again a lot of that is due to anytime I, i i tune into a boston bruins game yeah I see the puck on number 63 stick. I know. I, see, I know, right? I see, I, know. I see 63 going back on the back check on the, on the, yep. whether that's power play or the penalty yep. kill or just five on five. All effort is there is 63. And mm-hmm. he's been a, a rat. Um, he's been, you know, a gnat in, you know, the back of people's, yep. you know, thoughts for years. He's, he's um, who you want on your team for playoffs. So. You want him on your team. Now, Yes, his his point per game average was not like it was, you know, last year and the year before. Um, sixty seven points in seventy three games, but he also, you know, he didn't start the year. Um, yeah. you know, he came into a little bit, yeah. and but the thing is that I love about him is is his playoffs. Like you know, what you're gonna get you're gonna get one hundred and ten percent, ten points in seven games played. Yeah. Big thing for me. I love guys that are gonna be able to produce in the playoffs. Now, if 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 you didn't go to the playoffs, I'm not gonna knock you on that. Just because yeah. again, getting the playoffs is a team effort. Yeah. But if you're in the playoffs, I want to see that continued success. I want to see you, you know, yeah. be able to continue to do that. Um, unless you're like super young and you're, you know, really not, you know, in the thick of things in your career yet. I want to, I want to see you, you know, get to yep. that point. But I brand Marshawn at four. Yep. At four. Absolutely. No, I, yeah, I, I can't argue that at all. Obviously, I have them at ten, but I actually took a different approach than you did i mean because so we kind of flip-flopped i looked at more the present you looked at more all time so and now i still yeah. think he, i still think he's a hundred point player i still oh, think he can easily hit 100 yeah. points next season yeah absolutely i mean they won the president's trophy i'm surprised he didn't get it this year what he ended yeah i mean he ended up with 67 so yeah i mean i guess it's technically a down year for him but i mean yeah i mean what are you, what are you gonna do i i don't know with with guys like him it's not it's not about the point production all the time like he just brings the intangible stuff um so yeah no i wouldn't i i wouldn't argue i wouldn't argue you at all on that um all right so here we go uh a new name finally we haven't mentioned him all day all day um uh and i i cannot wait uh to make my case for him i i hope that you have him around the same area but my number four 
is the first 40 goal scorer, I believe, on this list. I believe. I believe it's the first 40 on yours as well. It's Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov. Um, yeah. so obviously, I, was, I, was, I was hoping you were going with that, man. Okay. Like, going um, yeah. Um, so yeah, another guy where it's kind of like, you see him as a center. Sometimes he's taking a lot of draws and everything. Um, but he does play a lot of left wing. Um, and, uh, you know, he is, you know what? I'm about to make a hot take right now. I think Jeff Skinner is a Walmart version of Capril Kaprizov. Without the speed. Yeah. No, they, they're, they're both pretty quick. They both have the same kind of. They both kind of have the same kind of presence on the ice, really. They do. I, I just like Jeff Skinner doesn't like spike me as a guy with speed. He's really not that fast. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously Kaprizov's faster. Yeah, that, but the Kaprizov do like. I'm just saying, like, I, I think it's kind of like a, a yeah, different version of Yeah, him. no. No, I get what you're saying. Anyway, but anyway, Kaprizov, uh, for 40 goal score, he got 17 power play goals. Um, uh, the wild, the wild just keep. Be, be find they keep finding a way to be a disappointment um i hate to see it because i lived out there for a while and i liked I, and i i really like the team i think they get a bad rap a lot around the league for some reason i mean it's the state of hockey and they they haven't won anything um you know it's it's tough uh you know and, and the fans are the fans are really tough on the on the organization and the players too i understand the frustration i get why and everything um but it's definitely the toronto of the u.s for sure um but uh, Kaprizov was plus four this year. Finished with seventy five points. Um, he, I think he, I think he was hurt there for a little bit. Uh, so, uh, he, you know, not the, you know, not the greatest, the greatest season for him. But I think that he is a game breaker. I think that any team would do anything you, to have you. You have guy. you have to watch him. Um, there's 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 certain players. Sorry, I cut you. Off. There's like yeah, certain points, yeah. certain players in the no, NHL no. that you have to watch every single second that they're on the ice. Right. If you take yeah. their eye, you no, take their eye off them, they're, they're going to either turn you inside out or put the puck in the back of the net like that. He That's how dangerous electric, they are, man. I I love watching him skate. I love the way that he's the way that he's mohawking around the ice. I love I love I love it. I really do. His style is just is kind of unmatched right now. But um, yeah, I mean, he, another guy that could definitely like kind of change the game with how you know with how Crosby did with the mohawk, right? And now you're seeing guys like Kaprizov that are just like literally doing circles around the zone <laughs> and they're not yeah. even taking strides. They're just mohawking. It's unbelievable. So, um, and he's getting, he's actually having, he actually has more speed doing that. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's awesome to see. So yeah, he's, I think he's definitely a, a strong candidate for um, definitely a strong candidate for, uh, for me in the top five. So who, who you got at number so four? Well, so this is my number three. No. Oh, yeah. yeah this is our number three. My so my number three is actually, I'm not going to touch on it too much because you just talked about him and you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Krill Kaprizov. I have him at number three. Perfect. Um, Perfect. So I have, obviously, Krill Thrill um, at yep. three. And I'm not going to touch too much on it just because why the heck would I? You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I said a little bit about it too. So okay. who do you, Joel, who do you have at three? three okay. So three, uh, I kind of, we already talked about him a lot too. Um, I got Panera in there. Nice. Um, I think, I think, I think he fits perfect there. I'll take, since we talked about the playoffs and we talked about that, which I couldn't agree with you more, um, really, uh, is his, his regular season. He, he had, he had a good year, obviously he had 92 points. 
Um, however, he was only plus four. He, so he, that means that he was out there for a lot of goals against. And obviously, yeah. the more that you play, that's going to happen. But, you know, for a guy like him with, with 92 points, you have to find a way to get in at least double digits and plus minus there. Um, yeah. You can't so, be that much of a stinker on the back end, man. It a little bit, a little bit, yeah. But then again, you know, is it all his fault? Like, are, is he the one actually? It's it's the one goal it's one play? of those things where you you have to literally sit down and watch every goal against. Yeah, yeah, and, and go see, yeah. break it down. It's one of those I mean, things that's really hard. And, and listen, I'll tell I'll, I can tell you from still playing hockey, like it's just like there are games where you have a good game and like somehow you're just out there for two goals against and you're like, Oh, dash two. And then you'll have a terrible game, but you were on the ice for, for a goal. And then it's like plus one. And then like out of that weekend, you're minus one. It's like, Joel, like, I'll, I, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about this. Um, you, when I was younger playing travel hockey, um, sure. I was, I was a fairly, you know, good player. I was in triple A. I was like, you know, yeah. point per game guy, nothing crazy. Um, but there was one time in a, in a tournament where I, I wasn't having it. wasn't my game. And I ended the night as a plus three. You want to know why two of the, two of the times it was the power play and our guy went mm. down and I went on for the second shift or whatever. Yeah. And I was on the ice for about five seconds entering the zone Yeah, and I get the plus. Yep. <laughs> I get, yeah. I got plus two just because of that. Yep. Or whatever it was, or I don't know, yeah. if it's five on five or something, but something simple. Yeah, like that. I got. Yeah, no, I, 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 it's a line yeah. change, and I get it. Line change, and you just get on, you just hop on the ice. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's how hockey is. It's, a, it's a, it's a I was, tough. I was stat. plus three with an assist. It's a tough stat. It's a tough stat. I agree, but yeah, I, I think Panarin, just from a skill level, and just from a, you know, just from uh, the way that he sees the game, the way that he plays. I think, you know, I, I would have a hard time. I mean, the guys that I have in front of him right now are more of a recency bias thing. But I, I definitely think that Panarin is, you know, is definitely yeah. a top three left winger in the NHL right now. But I guess I this is I'm, I'm kind of scared. I, I I don't know if we're going to agree on one and two. I think we might the way that you're talking yeah, we about should. things today. Um, but um, who uh, who do you who do you got it to? At two, before I say two, I just want to throw you a fun fact. We've talked about plus minus a lot today. Yeah. Um, in 2019-20, uh, yeah. Jack Eichel's final like prominent season. Yeah, with Buffalo. Uh, with the with Buffalo Sabres before he you know had the whole neck injury. Yeah. He had 78 points, and I want to say 68 games. Yeah. Dealing with an injury in the back end, still was a plus 13 for the Buffalo Sabres. See, yeah, that's. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's like, incredible. Dude, plus that's thirteen. Incredible. Like, I think he's like one of the best plus minuses, like in the Sabres drought era. Yeah. It's a horrible season. It blows my mind. Um, but none, nonetheless, um, number two, Jason Robertson. Good, good boy. Okay. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> Jason Robertson. Um. 109 points in 82 games really broke onto the scene this year, man. Started off super hot, yeah. kind of tailed off a little bit towards the end of the regular season. Had a little bit of a struggle in the playoffs here and there. It was kind of quiet, but he still ended up with 18 points in 19 playoff games played. Just um, phenomenal season. Like, it, it really doesn't get much better than that. Um, really, you know, established himself as one of the premier wingers in the NHL, and he's Absolutely. only going to continue to do that. So I got um, Robo yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so for number two and number one for us, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we can just kind of we can just kind of make the argument together, really. Um, I think that I think that number I think that Jason Robertson, you can make obviously a very good case for number one. But the only reason he isn't is because of how complete number one's game is. Right. So um, but Jason Roberts, I mean, he, the guy finished with 46 goals um, and, you know, yeah. maybe maybe a handful of them were pretty, you know, but the guy the guy has the right hockey sense and the right hockey IQ to just put him spot, put him in spots to where he's getting these tap in goals. There was, and like, there was, yeah, um, you know, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. There was two goals I, specifically that I remember in the Vegas Dallas series where yeah. Robertson was, was quiet all game, right? It's mm -hmm. one of these things where he wasn't having the greatest game. He wasn't, you know, getting his, you know, his puck on the, or his uh, stick on the puck and, you know, he was getting a little beat once in a while in the D zone, but there's two times where he got himself in front of the net, got a deflection goal and a tap in, yeah. in the same game. Two, only two goals for the time for Dallas. No, but it's just the sense the he hockey doesn't, doesn't have. Come. He just he, he doesn't he can't have a bad game. Like I mean, he's just even if it does, he probably still pots in too. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's really incredible. Um, yeah, the, the guy has something special and, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are going all, oh, he just got lucky, you know, whatever that the, the puck, when the puck finds you, it's not always luck. Like it's very rarely luck actually. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, that he is. Yeah. Unless your name's, um, you know, Cody Hudson, good old Sabres legend. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's his 40 point season in Buffalo. <laughs> just um, fell off the face of the earth after that i remember him too that's crazy i didn't even know that um but yeah should we just dive into number one then yeah um matthew kachuk the puck in the net um yeah. 109 points in 79 games yeah very similar stat line in the, in the regular season to uh robertson yeah. um but the reason he's brought to florida uh wasn't for his regular season play because they got similar production yeah. To that out of Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. But he put up, you know, what I'm pretty sure 24 points in, in, in 20 playoff games. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan or, or Matthew Kachuk was unbelievable. How many game winning goals was that the guy scored in, in the playoffs? Whether that's in, 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 yeah. in um, regulation or in extra time. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk, the definition, the, the refinement of what a playoff player should be fighting through injuries, fighting through, you know, the grit in the battle that it was going through um, for him and the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable player. A guy you want to start your franchise with if you're in, if you're starting out. And um, Charles Barkley's favorite player. Definitely. Without a doubt, um, 40, 40 goals for him as well, exactly in the regular season. Uh, that was third. That was third amongst all left wingers. Um, uh, between him and Robertson, I mean, Robertson had – he was plus 37. He finished with plus minus um, the end of the regular season. Kachuk was plus 29. I mean, so you can see that these guys are making a, a complete difference, you know, in, in, on both sides of the puck, obviously with 109 points, it's a little bit easier to climb up there, but at the same time, man, like they're, they're out there every, you know, every third shift. Um, so they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're called upon to not only put up points, but to keep the puck out of the net too. So, I, I really, I, I think Kachuk, the, like I said earlier, the, the reason that he's above Robertson is simply because of his complete game, 
the the other dimensions, the other layers that he the other layers that he brings um, to the Florida Panthers. His his clutch gene is unbelievable. Um, the patience he has with the puck. He's not a skill guy by any means, but my no, goodness, does he, but does he make some skilled plays? Um, he's not afraid to go between the legs. He's been you know he's pioneered that as right. kind of move oh somehow. Gosh. I mean the between the legs move has been around since you know before I was born, and uh, this guy is just. You know, just he was like made a part of his bag. Yeah, part of his part, yeah. I mean, really, it's 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 incredible. It's weird that there was nobody with the guts to really pull it off in a game before him, and he found a way to actually really make it effective too. So, anywhere on the ice, anywhere, he's got the guts to do it, and he honestly he's got the fist to back it up too. If somebody really wants to go him, so I know, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, dude, I think, just, dude, dude, imagine telling um, a fan or a or someone uh, like. You got a guy that's scoring 100 points on your team, a yeah. guy that's over a point per game yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. a guy that's a grinder. Oh, and by the way, this guy is a first-line player that's dropping the gloves every single night in the year of 2023 in hockey. I know. Like, I mean, he's a, no, he's a unicorn. He, he is a unicorn in hockey. Player. Yeah. So, I mean, and obviously you see shades of his dad in there too. I mean, his dad was the same exact way. Um, but, but, it, but then again, his dad played in the era where he had to be, so – um, you know, he's old school player and you see a lot of the, you know, we don't want to, this podcast is a Kachuk friendly podcast. So like, we don't want to leave yes. Brady out of this either. Like he's yes. the same way he could turn into this, you know, he very well could, um, you know, cause they are, they do have a lot of very similar tendencies. Um, I think Matt just has a, right now he's got a little bit of an advantage just cause of the team he's been on. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's been able to really thrive in that role a little bit more. I think I think Brady's more of like the leader and more of the um, you know I think he is a little bit more skilled too I will say that so is, yeah, for sure. you know like they, they do have they do have they they're they're the same they're cut from the same cloth for sure but they do are they're definitely different versions of each other so um, I would yeah I would uh, love to see a Kachuk playoff series man <laughs> yeah I mean that would yeah it's that would games be, of Matthew mean, and Brady you do know it's gonna happen eventually. Um, it has to, it, has it will. To. No, it will just because Florida is going to stay good. And then Ottawa will be good here in the next couple of years. So, um, yeah, you know, it's going to happen. You just got to wait, you know, you got to fans got to be patient, but yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very excited. I mean, you, cause you can make a strong argument too, that why wouldn't you want to build a franchise around Brady Kachuk? Why wouldn't you, you know, like, I mean, you can make a very strong argument with that. Um, so, and, and both of them can play center as well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's best of both worlds. They're, they're both. Yeah, no, they really are. I mean, you could probably throw them back on D and they'd be fine. So, um, <laughs> right. Imagine. but yeah, so that, I mean, that, Hey, that rounds out our list. I, I, I had a real fun time with this Ev. I mean, we got to, yeah, so did I. Yeah. I mean, maybe, um, fun. I think, I think next week we'll have to do right wingers. And then yeah. the week after that, we'll have to do all wingers. And okay. then same thing for defense. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll see. Because yeah. we still have a few weeks before hockey starts really wrapping up. Yeah, um, we, can, we can drag so, it out a little bit. Yeah, this, this gives us a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, I think that's going to be it for episode four, man. Yeah. Um, we're almost to five. We're almost halfway to ten. Who would have thought? We're, gonna... a, we're, a, we're technically, after you know, I click the, the end recording button here in yeah. the stream yard, um, That'll be it for episode episode four, and there'll be a month's worth of episodes in. Wow. You believe it. <laughs> yeah. 
Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Like two months ago, we were like, yeah, maybe. Here we are, a month later. Two months I later. I was down for it. I've always wanted to do it. I just said, no, hey, it's you, just. Well, I'm we down to start one with you. Plan you it out. And get to it. <laughs> you got yeah, right? a topic. I'll talk about hockey. I'll talk about anything. Hey, maybe so. we'll start a a water polo podcast. Yeah, we can get into. It. I'll yeah, we'll in. get into. Uh, get it dive in what yeah um a little more time <laughs> yeah right same here yeah. so that's going to be it for episode four of the wings of blue cheese podcast on the buffalonian network um just want to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in listening yeah. over the last you know four episodes and um if you want to follow uh, myself or uh or joel Frazy on social media on twitter here you go here's our social handles right here and uh, right please. below us next to our name um, but yeah, so I'll say thank you guys to listening for another episode and we'll see you guys next week for episode five of the wings with blue cheese podcast. Take care and have a good rest of your day. See you guys.